Speaking the truth about money is for anyone ready and willing to examine their negative thinking about money, let go of the false narrative of the scarcity mindset, and has the courage to change the way they think and talk about money. My name is Martin Coward, former Fortune 100 wealth manager turned prosperity mindset coach on a mission to eradicate the scarcity mindset from our planet. Each week, we share stories with extraordinary people changing the future by changing the way they think about money to the truth. We are powerful human beings with infinite resources, including money, to create a world of abundance and prosperity for everyone to enjoy. Let's get started. Hello, everyone, and hello, all of you, entrepreneurs, business owners, moms, all you wonderful people that come in and want to empower yourselves with the truth, with the truth about money. Is it true we don't have enough? Is it true we're lacking? Or is really the universe full of abundance and prosperity? We just have to claim it. My name is Martin Coward. I'm a spiritual teacher and a prosperity mindset coach. And you're listening to our weekly live broadcast, Speaking the Truth About Money with Martin Coward and Joy the Wise Woman. I am both. I am both Martin Coward in the flesh and Joy the Wise Woman is the name for my divine intuition. And she guides me through everything. And I and Martin has learned a long time ago to just sit back and let joy run things by saying yes to the universe. So I'm so excited today to welcome to our show a friend of mine that I've met in our, we, we, we both are part of Kelly Roach's Unstoppable Entrepreneur Coaching Program, which is a phenomenal, phenomenal coaching program. And I've gotten to know so many wonderful people. I think my guest on last week was from the, the Unstoppable Entrepreneur. And my guest today, Philema Furman, is also someone I met recently in The Unstoppable Entrepreneur. And she's got a wonderful, wonderful story to tell with us. She is a an online events architect. She helped put your events together, summit and launch strategist, and spiritual mission-driven entrepreneur. But she came here with 200 bucks in her pocket and didn't speak English a few years ago. So she's got a very interesting story to tell because she's not that anymore. She's a very powerful and inspiring woman and entrepreneur and helping other women become powerful, wealthy, abundant entrepreneurs. So Philema, thank you so much for joining me today to be on our show. And I just want to hear your story. I want to hear how what it was like for you to to come here as a young woman, I'm sure, and and come without speaking English. It got, it, I mean, the courage that that must have taken has got to be huge. And so, tell us a little bit about your your story and how you became this uh, mission driven entrepreneur. Hi, everyone. Thank you, Martin, for this space because I believe you know we all need 
that space to speak out, to empower other people, to inspire other people. And we, I believe that everybody has a story that can inspire others. So thank you so much for this opportunity and for this space as well. So my story is that I am from Brazil. When I came here, as you said, I had $200 in my pocket. I had a big dream. And um, I came here to work with an architect that later on became my husband, uh, now ex. And I was told uh, I was very oppressed and I didn't realize that I was under abuse for many, you know, for many different reasons. And some of them, it's by the culture that I grew up in, that a man can do everything, a woman cannot. A woman has to, um, you know, abide by society rules that the musts and the shoulds, right? You must not do this. You should not do this. A woman would not do that. And uh, the man can do everything and they are always excused. The woman is always to blame. Questions like, what did you do for him to be so upset at you? Or what were you wearing for that guy to take advance on you? So those kind of questions. And when I left, um, I escaped from my abusive husband, I end up in somebody's house. Uh, this doctor was helping me, giving me shelter. And I remember being told multiple times, you're nobody. Who do you think you are to become an architect in America? And I can barely understand what when you're talking. And all those things, you are just an immigrant in America. And that just never said it you, with me. It never felt right. Um, I'm not you know, uh, comparing myself to others. But at the same time, I feel like all of us have certain situations that we go through that we can relate to each other in a, in some level. So I did escape. I didn't realize that that doctor was actually keeping me captive and I was in modern slavery. He wanted to give me shelter and food in exchange for me to clean his house, take care of his daughters, do all that stuff. No money exchange. He would just give it. He was just giving me a place to stay. Um, and I knew I was more than that. So the first thing I did was going back to my abusive husband. And that happened multiple times. I ended up going to a shelter when I really felt like um, I was going to, I, I had a situation where I thought he was going to kill me. Mm -hmm. And I went to a shelter. And then after that, I decided to give him another chance. After all, you know, like, he was sorry. He said, I'm so sorry. I recognize that what I did was not right. I need your help. And I went right back to him. And I was always trying to support him to become a better person and believing that that was going to happen until the cycle started again. And then it was just that same cycle of, you know, happening, uh, the abuse happening. And what I was not aware, and I, I, feel, I feel like a lot of women are not aware of, is that abuse is not just physical, but it was mental. It was uh, uh, financial, social. Like I could not have friends. I could not. He was kept all my money. He would get my money and keep all the money. So I didn't have any money. And 
it was just that situation where I felt powerless and I felt at one point I had nowhere to go. I was homeless. I was powerless. And, you know, I had no cell phone. My family's in Brazil, but I didn't want to go back there um, the way I was broken. That, that was not an option for me, going back broken. That was not an option. I really wanted to stay and overcome this situation. And growing up, I was raised, you know, hearing things that always empower the man and not the woman. But my mom was always raising me to be financially independent, which was totally not going with the society. So I felt that coming to America, I would have that opportunity because America, it's where everybody can do, can be who they wanted to be and they can do whatever they want. They're free. And I don't have to worry about the neighbors anymore. <laughs> so I came to America to fulfill a dream of being able to speak out, be myself and not being judged. And that's when this all happened. And then you found yourself in, in another prison, right? Yes. Yes. So what was what was the thing that happened that said, wait a minute, I don't I'm not going back to this guy again. There's something something had to happen to say. No more, no more abuse. What was what what happened that helped you realize that this was not. The right path for you, this was the right wrong thing for you. How did you how did you get how did you get free of this? So the first thing is when I realized that I came here for a dream and my dream to speak out, to be myself. And when I realized that actually I was not speaking out, I was actually justifying people's actions around me to say, oh, he did this because of that. I was actually in that same cultural mindset that I was escaping from. And I also realized that it was not my job to change others. It was not my job to change who he was. It was actually my responsibility to understand that why am I in this situation? Why did I get myself in here? And why do I keep coming back to this situation? Because I had the free will to leave. And of course there, you know, like I mentioned, I didn't have any money. That's just the excuses that I was using to not leave. Mm -hmm. Right. And who do I need to be? So I'm not here again in the same situation. When I realized that the power, I had the power to break free from it and to move into a situation where I was not the victim anymore. But I must actually had the power inside of my thoughts, listening to my inner you know, voice that was telling me you're more than that. You were not just an immigrant. You're more than that. Your dreams matter. And they're not too big. They might be too big for them, but they are not too big for me because I'm dreaming about them. So they're possible, right? When you dream, when you have a dream, it becomes possible because that's your belief. So breaking, you know, free from that pattern of I will let people dictate who I need to be or who I am and how much I can do and I can dream about, it was huge for me. That's when I was able to break through this whole situation and not go back there again. Yeah. When you begin to realize that 
there's something bigger in us than the circumstances. And one of the things that I've learned in, in my own, I mean, my own story was in my, in my, in my dark night of the soul, so to speak, is that, and I was in, 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 in just agony over feeling sorry for myself. I was having a big part, pity party here one day and I got some support from my spiritual teacher who said, Martin, why don't you surrender this to God? Mm-hmm. Why don't you get on your knees and surrender? And I knew what she was talking about because I had surrendered alcohol to God Oh, I don't know, 10 years ago or something. And it was really pretty good. But, uh, and I, and I, and I haven't drank since then because it was, it was, you know, and what it is, is it's about taking responsibility for your problems. That would be what I would say. It's about taking response. I said, okay, I got an alcohol problem. I did this. No one did it to me. And I got it. If I want, if I want to, I don't have to live this way. And I surrendered it to God. And I found that there was a deeper part of me that actually helped me to get through that. And then when it came back up again, we're about money. I was like, I realized what I'd done. I was on the edge of bankruptcy and I was a pretty top. I was a pretty, I'd done really well and gone from, you know, the the top of the pyramid to the bottom pretty quick. And it was very painful. And I didn't quite know. I didn't think at the time the universe had my back. I felt like the universe was against me. But what I did when I surrendered it, the universe in me came up and said, wait a minute, I got you. But you're not more sure you worried about all the stuff that you worry about, none of that stuff matters. It doesn't matter that you you have a you know you have a fancy office. It doesn't matter that you drive a nice car. It doesn't drive. I mean, those are nice things to have, but it does in the bigger scheme, it doesn't really matter. What yeah. really matters, Martin, is it show up with love and gratitude for your life, and I, the divine, I, the universe, will do the rest. And that's what I've been living into, and that and that's why I became a coach was I want other people to be free of that belief system that you're not enough. It's mm-hmm. always I mean, in your case of abuse, for me, I think that it always comes down to a sense of the shadow's belief of unworthiness, some form of that. We don't, we're missing something. And, we, and as a human, the human side, we aren't, we aren't complete. We don't have that power. So we have to tap into that divine power, the essence of who we are, the universe itself, that creative life force of the, is what we are. And when we become aware of that, that's freedom yes. because that is the universe. We have the universe, the creative power. It's with, that's what we are. And we become aware of that, which I know that you have done and I have done. Then it becomes our responsibility as teachers and coaches well, to bring other people into this realm of higher realm of consciousness of abundance and prosperity and love and joy and creativity. Yeah. And I feel like when you have that peace inside of you and you know that peace comes from inside, not from the outside world, you start listening to the signs that the universe that God sends to, you know, calm you or to show you the way. I remember one of the days that I was like, I didn't know what was going to happen. I was crying and I only had money to buy one sandwich at Wendy's. So I walked inside of Wendy's to get my cheeseburger and the song, I was so open to hear God, to hear, you know, like, what's my next step? Because I have been guided. Every single door that closed, I knew that was something else that I needed. There's a path that I needed to go. It was mm-hmm. I was like sidelines, you know, like, okay, I'm directing you this way. And I remember walking inside of Wendy's, like almost hopeless. And I heard this song and it still like makes me emotional. Don't worry about a thing. Every little thing 
it's gonna be all right. And at that moment, that song is almost like if I could hear God talking to me and saying, you know what? I got your back. Everything's yeah. going to be all right. And yeah, I love that analogy. I love that story with the song because the thing about music is it, it, it instantly raises our vibrational frequency. Mm-hmm. And that's what it's all about. When we're, when we're in, when we're, when we're, we're in negative, when we're in a negative state of mind, when we're feeling sorry for ourselves, when we're in that victim mentality, oh my God, I've only got a dollar enough for a sandwich. When we're in that state of being, our vibrational energy is one that's destructive. We're, we're, it's, we're, it's, it's pulling energy from us. It's, we're, not, we're not creating energy, we are pulling energy. And then when we hear a song like that, it opens up the heart and all of a sudden it uplifts us. That's why why we like spiritual music. That's why we like that vibration in the the music brings us up to a higher frequency. And all of a sudden we're like, oh, I I can do anything because that's, that is, we, we are, we become aligned with that higher vibrational frequency of the creator of the universe, which is what we are. And this is what this is about. Really. It's about aligning ourselves with the universe being open to and surrendering all of the egoic beliefs that tell you you're not good enough, you're not smart enough, you you deserve to be abused, all those things that keep us stuck. But if we can find ways, sometimes music, sometimes meditation, all kinds of ways to uplift us into a higher level of frequency, to a higher level of love and appreciation and creativity, that is how we begin to know. It's not like a belief. It's a knowing that has our back. Yeah. And one of the tools that I use a lot is that um, when I start realizing those signs, I kept that feeling, that feeling that, you know, I'm being protected. Somebody's watching over me. I'm not alone, even though I can't see it. So when something else happened, I would go back to that feeling and remember that feeling. Remember that day? And I would talk to myself. Remember that day when you thought that everything was done? And actually, every single step of the way was almost like calculated. Even though it didn't feel like, it felt like it was painful. Every single step of the way was bringing me to where I am today. That's how I end up in San Diego. Because my ex-husband found me on the shelter in Glendale. They had to transfer me to another place. And guess where I end up being? in San Diego. And all of those things that the situations that happen afterwards could not have happened somewhere else. So when I remember when I went, you know, even now when I go through some, you know, difficult times, I remember those situations where it felt like hopeless. But on the other end, when I took responsibility, when I understood that this is happening for me, not to me, and who do I need to become from this experience? Because that's another thing too. If you keep saying, oh my gosh, and if you keep yourself in the victim, you're never going to get out of that cycle because you need to become somebody with that experience. And if you don't do it, you keep repeating that cycle. So my first question now is, who do I need to become with this so I can get out of this, right? right. Who, who, who am I, really? Who am I? Who am I? So, and that's always like, well, who am I? I, I am I the little I? Am I Martin Coward, or am I the big I, or the wise woman? 
the joy of the wise woman is pretty powerful and pretty creative and pretty and a, and a wonderful guide. Martin Coward doesn't really know much about anything, but he wants to know everything. He wants to do everything and he gets a little impatient and things aren't happening in the way he wants them to. And then I get frustrated and I get, I get, and I'm like, wait a minute, Martin, I got to surrender Martin's agenda and have a faith that the, the universe is actually working with me. I'm working in, in alignment with the universe to achieve certain missions in the world. One of them that I've got going on right now is to, is to, is to move about 600 LGBTQI asylum seekers out of a very dangerous situation, a very dangerous and unhealthy uh, living environment in a, in a refugee camp in Kenya. Now the refugee, the, the refugee camps in Kenya are not that bad for everybody, but they happen to be especially dangerous for queer people because there are a lot of homophobic gangs who like to, to rape the women, the lesbians, and they like to kill the gay men. That's, and, and actually, we, we're mourning the loss of a, of a gay friend that died yesterday, actually, right now. A, friend of, a good friend of ours died yesterday. And I, it wasn't from any kind of gang. I don't, we don't know. It might have been suicide. We don't know what it was, really, right now. We just know that he was found dead. He's a young guy found dead in his bed last night. And it's sad. Uh, and, and, you know, it's just heartbreaking. Uh, but it's like, how do the question is, where's God in that? Where is God in that? And there, in God is in is in this often in the suffering. Where is God right now in the Ukraine, for example? And if you apply these principles, these spiritual principles, that everything that's happening is there to teach us a lesson to help help the soul grow and evolve. I have to believe that that's what I don't know what the lesson is, but I do know that from my own experiences in the world, when I've been in these dark situations, and you have too, is that this is going to be a big universal learning. You know, I mean, that's what we got in the pandemic is we 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 all kind of had to have, the universe gave us kind of all a big time out and said, OK, OK, you people. God said, I always call it the divine mother said, I've given you this beautiful earth, a paradise, really. It's full of abundance and beauty and love, water, birds, plenty to eat. And all you've done is complain and, and abuse it. Now, everybody go to your room and be quiet and, and shut up until you can be you can come out and be grateful for what you have. And I think that's a little bit about what we did when we came out. I think many people woke up. Millions woke up, I believe, during the pandemic and realized, wait a minute, this this life on planet Earth is actually pretty darn good. And it's particularly here in America. And so now the, the, for me, if it's if it's good for me, that's how I found these people in Africa and said, well, it's not so good for them right now. Let me see what I can do to go over there and empower them becoming financially independent and help to support them and love them and let them know they are loved and they are worthy and they are valuable. And they're, I call them diamonds. They're diamonds in the, in, that just need to be polished and mined and pull out and honed. And they, they're going to become, we got a plan for them to become the most elite, the most powerful, well-known uh, online talent agency for virtual space in the world is going to come out of these diamonds that I know are very valuable, that the African people don't even see, they think of as, 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 as curses, really. And I, I think about the children, that's where my heart goes to, because, you know, as a mother, I know that we would do anything to protect our children, yeah. right? 
And a lot of times when we are in situations where we put ourselves in situations where um, we feel that we don't have that power because financially we can't make the move. And I feel like a lot of women stay in, in dangerous situations and put their kids in danger, dangerous situations because they don't have the financial means um, to get out of there. And as a society, by not supporting those families, you know, it becomes part of our job. And I believe, you know, to support those families, to have a safe place, to have kids being able to play on the streets. Mm -hmm. And when I see those kids in shelters, that's like broke my heart because I grew up in the streets. I grew up in a very happy family. Mm -hmm. I had a very happy childhood. And when I saw those kids being stolen, that opportunity to be a kid, to play on the street, to feel loved. And instead they're growing up feeling the fear and also the anger because a lot of the children, they want to protect their mother. They want to protect their family, their sister and, you know, or their brother and they can't. So it becomes a problem that it's not just their problem it's our problem mm -hmm. it's society's you yes. know problem because we're allowing those kids to grow up thinking they're not good enough they're not worth or they have to fight back instead of just being able to play exactly and we've got to so it's 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 a it's a both ends we have to we have to take responsibility for our own lives and when we take responsibility, it, it, at least it, for me, then it says, okay, I'm going to, as I take more responsibility for my own life, I say, well, then as a, as a, as a, as a, as, as being one of everyone, those people, the people that I'm helping and working with in, in Africa, we're one, they're, we're the same. Yes. And so what I, for me, I can't just ignore that. So I, I think, and so I'm, I am on a mission to wake up society to the problem, to the crisis, and get some support so we can get them moved out of there. We're getting, we're getting. Believe it or not, I, it always goes by so quickly. But I want to, I want to ask you to give out to the. I'm sure there are some women in the world who might be listening, or men, or all men particularly, because men often get abused as well. But they're all, they often have too much shame to put it out in the world. Regardless of whether you're a man or a woman or a gay person or a straight person, if you're living in a place where you, you're you're being abused or you're not feeling you, you feel like a victim, how what would you tell people to do to help them get out of the? Because we it's all about resolving an in, internal conflict. What would you what's what's the one thing you would tell them to start doing that might help them uh, begin to make that shift from seeing the universe as something that's out to get them as something that's actually helping them so the first thing is listening to your inner voice not the one that tells you you are this or you're that because it comes from outside experience but the one that comes with you when you were born that you are part you know you're part god here on earth and we get yeah. to create our the life that we want and desire and even though you can't see it and a lot of times we can't not even believe it's possible, but go back to your, your own heart and listen to that voice, that dream, that small dream that you think is too big for you and believe in that dream again. 
And once you start, you know, from the inside, regardless what's going on in the world, regardless what's going on outside of you, having that peace inside of your heart, knowing who you are, that was the first thing that helped me get out of that situation. And then, you know, ask for help because I'm a person that I don't know. Um, I'm learning how to ask for help and how to accept help. Uh, a lot of times we don't accept, we want the help, we ask the help, but we don't accept the help. So learn, you know, go out, don't be ashamed. For many years, I would not talk about my story. Um, there's like other, you know, like darker sides of it that I would not talk about it because I just thought like, hey, this is in the past. Nobody needs to know this. In reality, we are here to support each other. Yeah. And, you know, your story might be something that's going to save somebody 10 years from now. So your story matters. What you're going through matters. Mm -hmm. But what really matters is who you become from that situation. Not what you see, but who you become from it. Because you already are inside, right? You're already, you're already a, you know, you already have the victory. It might not look like the way you wanted to see but the victory is yours already. And just to give you a little bit of uh, on the other side, when I was told and I was putting down saying, you are nobody here. You're never going to be, you're just an immigrant. You're never going to be, you know, an architect in America. You're never going to get your master's degree. I did get my master's degree. I became an architect in America and I designed multi-million ho homes in California, custom homes. So it was not just, you know, just, I was never a just fill the blanks person. I became more. I actually taught some of the iconic architects in the world that I never thought one day I would be able to see them or talk to them because they were just in my books and architectural books. And I was able to talk to some of them and teach them. That it's a dream that sounds to me when I was in Brazil, impossible. If somebody would have told me you're going to do this, I would be like, are you kidding me? <laughs> I would be laughing, right? But yeah. the dreams were out there. Like you're saying, it's all over here. And I, I remember seeing my kid the other day. He wanted something that was on the top of the shelf. And he didn't expect that chocolate to come down. You know what he did? He climbed up. He went all the way up. And though he is not tall enough, he didn't know how to. He, find a, he found a way to go all the way on the top and get that chocolate bar. Because there was nobody telling him he couldn't do it. He wanted so badly. He found a way to do it. But it was always there. So all the gifts that we want, the universe already put it out there for us. It's The abundance is there. Are we climbing up to get it or are we waiting for it to come down to us? And that's where I start, you know, listening to my heart and saying, I'm going to go after my dreams and nobody's going to tell me who I am, who I'm not. And nobody's going to put a cap on my dreams, regardless what they believe are. I believe I have my relationship with the creator. Who do I need to become, you know, to get that what where I want to be? So 
That's wonderful That's, advice. I love that. It's really, it's all about going in inside and resolving that conflict and knowing the truth about who we are and, and letting go of any the, negative story. I love that. That's beautiful. So if people want to find you and want to uh, get to know you better and maybe hear about some of the things that you do in the world, what's the easiest and the best way for people to, to find you, Philema? So I'm on Facebook and I am also a tax person. So I still take tax messages. <laughs> so I'm very personal. I love the personal touch of things. Um, I don't hide from my phone. So I do have my uh, my Facebook messenger, which is Furman, F-E, Furman, just like my last name, and tax as well. So 702 area code 415-4200. It's my phone number. Give that to us one more time again. So in case people want to write that down, it's 702-415-4200. That's great. That's a great way to get people. To, I mean, one, what, what's, what's a better thing than to get a text from someone that wants to get to know you? What a, what a good feeling. I love when people, people reach out to me and send me a text. Hey, I saw you on, I saw your show and I really, I love what I heard. I'd love to get to know you a little bit. People, people are a little afraid to do that sometimes, but I'm just want to say that for someone who does this every week and I know you do the similar kind of things, it does feel good when people reach out and say, I, I enjoyed what you get now. I want to get to know you. And I almost always, and I've never not responded in a positive way because I like people. And that's why I do this. I want to, I want to make, I want to help, I want to make a difference in the world. And uh, I want to help others make a difference in the world. And yes, uh, there's, a, there's a lot of conflict and there's a lot of pain and suffering on it. And a lot of it's unnecessary. And that's really what we're about is how do we, that we can't, we cannot eradicate all pain and suffering because there's a certain amount of pain and suffering that's going to have to happen just from being a human, if people die and like this friend that lost, that, that died over in, in, in Nairobi, I mean, in Kenya, this, in this camp, it's painful. Yeah. It's very painful. Uh, and, 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 and losing someone we love and what's going on in Ukraine is extremely painful and heartbreaking. Yeah. And, but the best way I think to get through this right now is to sort of say, okay, give some support one and pray and send supports spend love get behind our letters to send to send humanitarian relief and and get behind uh them and see them as our fellow human beings who are in pain right now and what we can do to help them so thank you for that advice and yeah. that, that support so one of the things that you know i always talk to my clients about it's every event we do you have hundreds of people coming to your event. And people sometimes said, well, what can I do other than just donate? Bringing awareness, it's huge. Because when oh we don't God. have awareness of a problem, we can't support. So um, I became aware of a foundation that supports women and children that are rescued from sex trafficking. And I didn't know why and why it was so important for that community and the reason it's because father and mother have to go to work the children have to stay home by themselves the sex traffickers they know that they know the whole you know village the kids are alone so that becomes a very hot spot for them to go in cambodia and the kids so for me when i learned about that I was like, even though I cannot be there physically supporting them, how can I support them 
by bringing awareness. So every single event I do, I that's the, the cause that I put on my first page. I want people to click in there and learn about what is this foundation about? I never heard about it. And it's amazing because I had so many people reaching out to me after an event saying, I never heard about this cause before. I'm supporting them. I am actually going to talk about them on my podcast or, you know, donating, financially donating to them. So if you are out there and you don't know how to support, bringing awareness, it's talking about it, bringing awareness. It's a huge way to actually support, even though it's not financially, it's creating that mindset. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's all about it. And, that, and, that, and that's exactly what we're doing here about that issue. And I do it. And that's, that's the whole point of what I'm doing with this about the, the crisis we have right now with our, mm-hmm. our queer brothers and sisters in, a, in, a, in living in refugee camps and, and not just in the camps, but on the streets there, because there's, there's just a lot of different, it's just a very difficult place right now for, for us. So we're trying to build a safe house for our people to be able to, to live and work and make a living in a, in a yeah. wonderful, safe way. So yeah. anyway. your cause is beautiful. And I want to acknowledge that I was not aware until you told me, and that's where awareness comes from. That's where and I never stopped thinking from. Yeah. about it. And that's the whole point. Cause what I find, we got a lot of people with big hearts who want to do some help, but they don't, they're not aware of it. So so thank yeah. you so much for that. So uh, uh, hold on one second. I just want to tell everybody, thank you for being on our show, coming and listening to our show today. Uh, if you are interested, we I have two Facebook uh, groups. One is called the Financial Mystics Sanctuary. And that Facebook group is for anyone who wants to learn more about what we do, how we solve, how we solve financial problems with spiritual principles. How do we, how do we, how do we really tap into our divine presence in order to make a difference in the world. And that's for everyone that would be interested in coming and get to know me and what we're doing. I also have another Facebook group is specifically for gay, bi and transgender men. And that is for us to do our own work, our own work around shadow, our own work around wounds, being, being queer, being queer men. And that's another place for you. If that's where you'd like to go, it's for, it's for results driven entrepreneurs who really want to make a difference in the world. Uh, and uh, maybe you've been told that you're not good enough because you're gay. Well, I got news for you. That is exactly why we're so unique. We are a rare, unique bird here, created exactly the way we are, specifically for a purpose. And that's what we do in our Facebook group, is we help you see you are such a unique, powerful queer man, and you're here for a purpose, and let's help you figure out what that is so you can make a difference in the world. So if that's you, please join us over there. That's Financial Heart Space for Gay, Transgender, and Bisexual Men. We have a free workshop there every Wednesday to help you move through any kind of situations that are making your life difficult or challenging. So we want you to we want you to live a life of significance and importance and value because you are here for a reason. You are here for a purpose. Everyone is. Every little boy, every little girl, every single individual is here because they are loved. They're created in the image of the divine and they're here for a specific purpose to make the world better for others. So thank you so much for listening today. Felina, thank you so much for being my guest today. May love and prosperity prevail. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. 
If you are listening on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you are, please leave me a rating and review. Let me know what you appreciated, where we can improve, and any topic you want to know about for future episodes. If you would like to find out more ways you can participate in the Abundance Mindset and Prosperity Living Movement, join our private Facebook group, The Financial Mystics Sanctuary. If you are a gay, transgender, or bisexual man, ready and willing to explore how negative thinking about money is impacting you and our tribe, join our private Facebook group, Financial Heart Space for Gay, Transgender, and Bisexual Men, a sanctuary for GBTQ business leaders to love and support each other. May love and prosperity prevail. 